What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Friday, December 26, 2014. How are you guys doing? You guys listening to episode 191, and uh, it is the day after Christmas. I hope everybody had a happy, healthy, amazing Christmas with their families. Uh, I know that I did. I had an amazing Christmas Eve which is really bigger in my family, you know, and um, just relaxing Christmas Day, just a great time, you know, immediate family, none of these fucking outsiders, which was better, you know, I'll get into the whole thing, but I hope everybody had a great one, and that's why I'm doing this one on Friday, because I was not going to do it, um, you know, Christmas Eve night with family here, and I'm definitely not going to do it on Christmas Day, Uh, so here I am putting 191 out for you on Friday. Now, uh, of course, got to uh, shout out the sponsor, gonzofame.com. Check out gonzofame.com for your best, most in-depth interviews with your favorite comedians of today. They're posting a ton of new ones up there, and I know uh, 2015 is even going to be bigger with a lot more uh, people. I believe they just put uh, Chris Porter from Last Comic Standing Um up there, Chris is a great dude, I've worked with Chris, so check out that interview when it comes out, or just go to gonzofame.com and you'll see all that, so gonzofame.com, um, they've been a, uh, you know, great sponsor this year, I hope you guys go and check them out and uh, help them get uh, bigger as well. Now, uh, today is the day after Christmas, everybody's, you know, either trying on the shit that they got, or cursing the people that got them shit that they didn't like, like, why the fuck? You know, I didn't want this sweater. Or, uh, you know, I told them what to get. You know, I, I, you know what's cool about, like, when you get older and you have kids? Is that, and when I mean older, I'm not saying, like, you got to be old. I'm just saying, like, even when you get to, like, 30 years old, 28 years old, you shouldn't really care. You know, once you get past, like, 23, 24, whatever you get, just be happy with. You know, and we're, I'm doing the new thing. We did the new thing this year. Or I did, I'm sorry, I did the new thing this year where um, instead of just giving somebody, I mean, listen, of course you're going to spoil your wife or your girlfriend with like multiple boxes, you know. You got to go like seven, eight nice gifts around Christmas. But, you know, I'd rather do that than like get like 12 or 13 fucking boxes and it's like all shit. You know, I go to Macy's, I go to Nordstrom, I'd rather do that, buy a couple of nice things, and then some cute little, little things, little fuck it things to put in a stocking, but go quality, you know, you get them a nice sweater from Macy's instead of like four fucking sweaters from Target is what I'm saying, you know, some people like to make the pile look bigger, it doesn't matter about the pile, forget the pile, you could shit on somebody's pile if the one or two things that you got are really super nice and, you know... They just get a bunch of, you know, scarves and shit from the, you know, it's, it's, it's a joke. So, but I, uh, my wife got me some really nice stuff. My wife got me a beautiful, really nice watch. And, um, you know, that's, that's, it was, it was like getting nice things like that is nice. My brother got me some sticks. I smoked a stick on Christmas Eve with my brothers. It was awesome. And, uh, it was just a nice time, man. The food relaxing, the kids running around happy, that's the greatest, watching how happy the kid, the kid, the kids get so happy that it's like, it's, it's just, it reminds you how fucking awesome being a kid is, when you see how happy the kids get, because they, they're happy, like my son was like 
pumping his fist, screaming, I love Santa. He's like pointing to the sky like an athlete who just got a fucking touchdown. He was like literally like when he was, he would open up gifts and he would just start like pointing up like he was a religious athlete who made a play. So funny. And my daughter just running around with dresses and like these little like heel shoes on and stuff. So funny. But um, had a had a great day. Had a great day. Also, want to uh, let all the Verzi Effect uh, podcast listeners know that um, the Verzi Effect is now part of All Things Comedy. So go to allthingscomedy.com. The Verzi Effect is there. They put up the new logo of the show, and uh, you could download it and listen to it there. And there's a bunch of great, amazing podcasts on there, too. So please support All Things Comedy. Um, and... Yeah, I got a lot more uh, nice reviews for the end of the year. So it was, again, I know I mentioned this before, but it was it was a great year for the show. Obviously the biggest uh, for the Verzi effect that it's ever been. Um, we're going to be getting more sponsors on here pretty soon. And um, it's just great because... You know, you you work. You know, you work at this thing. You work hard at this thing to stay consistent. For this December, I just hit four years of doing the show, and to get top ten uh, comedy podcasts of 2014 on on Podbean was awesome, and uh, to also be in the category of popular podcasts for comedy was uh, also great. So uh, keep listening and tell your friends. And I do, I appreciate all the birthday wishes from everybody and, you know, people liking the show and, and liking my uh, crazy rants and opinions on things. So thank you very much. Um, I got a bunch of unacceptables, you know, to get to, so we'll do that. Uh, but first, what did I tell you guys about the interview? There was no way. If, if that, like, I was just, you know, it's like what I said. First of all, shame on shame on Sony for not even doing it. But now you're just like, yeah, of course it's coming out. Oh, and on Christmas? Give me a fucking break. That's what I hate, man. That's what the media does. I just hate it. It's so silly. You're not going to pay actors millions of dollars and spend all this time with studio costs and all of this money that you're putting into this production, to this movie, and then just go, ah, some nerdy hacker in North Korea threatened us and we're not. You know, it's just ridiculous. So I'm glad the movie's out. And you know what? Like I said, I'm not seeing it. As a matter of fact, you know what? I'm going out tonight and I'm going to see the fucking Gambler. That's what I'm going to see. I'm going to see some fucking good... I mean, I'm not... No offense to, you know... I'm sure that the interview's hilarious in certain ways. I saw that clip of Eminem, who, by the way... I want to say this about Eminem. Uh, first of all, I've always been a fan of Eminem. Uh, when Eminem first came out, it was at the end of my... Uh, no, I was already done high school. When Eminem came out, I was like just going to like junior college. And, and that's when you know I started to... you know Hi, my name is... All that shit that came out. And I was like, wow, this dude is really good. And then I got into his, you know, into his music and just loved him you know, lyrically and stuff. And you know, people controversy shit, people didn't like him, he's talking about killing his wife, and he, or, you know, he's talking about bad shit with his mom and stuff, but he, um, he was, you know, in my opinion, I still say, I still say that lyrically, I'm not saying like the greatest all-around game, because, you know, you know, when Biggie rapped, he kind of was like a storyteller with it, and and his beats were crazy, and, and, you know, and there were people, you know, Nas was was a guy that I thought hip-hop-wise, you know, was just, you know, just great at what he did, but then I heard Eminem, and, like, Eminem is lyrically, to me, the greatest to ever do it, 
You know, I think he's the greatest lyricist. Just as far as words and rhyming, I don't think there's anybody better. You know, I just think that the kid is is just insane. So anyway, yeah, I call him the kid. He's older than me. But um, what I wanted to say about Eminem is, and, and we talked about this, a bunch of comedians did, and I never actually brought it up on the show, so I'm glad to talk about it now. Uh, me and a bunch of comedians that I was talking to about this all agree Um Eminem would be a great stand-up comedian. Uh, I think he would be great. I don't even think he'd be good. I think he would actually be... I think that he could be, like, get specials and do all that if, like, he started, you know, and really put the work. And I'm not saying just pick up a microphone and be great. But I think if he would have started doing stand-up the time that he started rhyming and doing rap battles, I think he, he would be... I don't know who I was talking to. I was talking to somebody recently. They were like, he would be unreal. First of all, he, if you listen to some of the some of his albums and some of the things he says, he's hilarious with the shit he says, how he tries to, you know, rub people the wrong way and be edgy. And I just, um, I thought he was amazing. And um, he had one of the funniest parts in the movie Funny People with Sandler. You know, that scene where Ray Romano was looking at him. That was, that was hilarious. And, then, you know, when Sandler told him he was sick. And he's like, why, why don't you just die? What are you going to do? You just fuck some woman who doesn't even like you? You know what I mean? Like, it just it was just great. So funny. And then I just saw him in the interview. And um, I didn't see the movie. I just saw the clip. Eminem, you could go to, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Bing.com or something. There's, there's one of them. You could just type it into Google. But I saw Eminem do the scene where... <laughs> He was saying in the movie, he was telling, James Franco was interviewing him in the movie and like he kind of just was said he was gay in the movie and he just like like said it quick and kept going and, wait, and James Franco and they were like, wait, wait, what? Wait, wait, go back a little bit. It's so funny, but Eminem, I'm telling you, that dude would be a monster comic because he's insanely honest. You could tell that like a guy like that who gets so honest, if he's just talking with like no music and saying what he feels, you could imagine how vulnerable he would get and then finding the funny and it would be great. So, uh, you know, if anybody else, you know, it's, it's a fun topic to talk about, you know, who you think could really, you know, could really do it or whatever. But I think that that dude, if he wrote out a set, I think it would be funny. I think he'd be funny right when he started, and then I think he'd obviously have to go through hard times. But I think if he put the time, reps, and years in, I think he, I think Eminem would would have been a great stand-up comedian. Uh, let me know what you guys think about that. But um, the dude's hilarious and a super fucking talented guy too. Super super talented. Um. So yeah, so the interview's coming out. I'm gonna go see the Gambler. I just I forget the dude who did it. Also wrote. Uh, he wrote, uh, what was it? No, it wasn't a Departed, was it? One of the dudes who wrote it wrote a big, wrote another great movie that they made. So I was just like, I gotta, and I gotta tell you, I've said it before, and a lot of people were like, you know, I guess this is the movie section of the fucking podcast. I didn't intend to start like this, but I just, I wrote down the interview. So I'll just talk about movies real quick, and then, uh, and then we'll go on to some other stuff. But I always said, like, Wahlberg gets a bad rap. But the, I think the guy, I've said this too, I think he will eventually win an Academy Award. I, I, I think that. And I saw it, I saw it at the end of, um, at the end of, what was it, Lone Survivor. When he gets brought in and helped by the Afghan, uh, by the guy, the Afghan guy, and he brings him in. 
and then how scared he gets when it starts to get like when the when the terrorist guys come in or the terrorist group comes in. And I thought the way he acted and the way he just his just his face, the way he got, I was like, man, this guy could fucking act. And I think he's only going to get better. A lot of people shit on him. I, I actually like him. I think he's pretty good. And I think he's getting better. So I want to see the gambler. Plus, gambling, violence, guns, you know. Uh, uh, let's be honest. You put fucking money on the table and a guy's gambling and then his life gets threatened. I'm fucking in for, 20, for, for whatever it is, 12 bucks. You know, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. That's... You want to get $30 from me, okay? I don't want to see fucking Annie, okay? My brother was like, yeah, well, they, he was joking with me. He says, yeah, it's just a movie event of the year. You're going to fucking pay $25 with fucking, to see Annie or $50 if you go to a bunch of people buying candy? You're going to go see fucking, you know, City Annie? What's the other one they're making now? They're making another fucking remake, you know? I mean, these people lined up for Footloose. The second one. Remember Footloose came out a couple years ago? They lined up for that shit. It's a joke. It's a joke. I want to see... I'd Like like The Equalizer. Look, I know it wasn't the most greatest groundbreaking movie, but The Equalizer was fun because Denzel Washington just destroyed people. He went in. There were bad people who wanted to harm people that he cared about, and he just fucking killed them. And that was it. And you know what? I got my money's worth. I chewed my popcorn, I drank my Diet Coke, and I watched what I wanted to watch. And hopefully the gambler is the same way. You know, but all these other fucking dumb, dumb movies. Fucking cat, get down. Jesus Christ. Sorry, cat, fucking. So, um, speaking of movies, we got to watch, you know, you got to watch the big three. You got to watch the big three. You got to watch Elf, which they shoved down your throat, and Christmas Vacation, which they shoved down your throat, but they should because both are classics. I love both. Both are hilarious. Uh, don't sleep on Home Alone, the first one. The first Home Alone was good, funny. I liked it. Those are my three that I love to watch around Christmas time because I remember being a little kid, and when he put the movie on with the gangster and then the pizza guy came and he started shooting and the pizza guy ran around. It was just, uh, you know, as a little kid, you're like, I, I don't know what I was, 10 years old, I laughed my head off. So now when I watch it, I just smile. You know, it's the shit that it brings you back that you like. Um, So those three we watched, I'm trying to think of, yeah, I'm not really big. I wasn't really big on the Jim Carrey, the Grinch. It was all right. Just a little... I couldn't get over the stupid makeup on all the Who's faces. I just, I was like, this is, I don't want to see this shit. And, um, you know what movie I watched with my son? That, um, Peabody and Sherman. And I liked it. We watched that, you know, it's a fun little family movies, you know, time travel with fucking a dog and his kid, whatever. What are you going to do? I mean, that's not a bet. I like that. At least it's original. That's all I'm saying. I just want original content. I don't think they should be able to make remakes anymore. I think I think when a movie's made, I, I think, and if you do make a remake, I think there should be a minimum 25, 30 years has to go by, you know, to, before you could just, you know, because no, nobody cares, you know, nobody cares. Even something that's awesome, like the Terminator, if they remade the first Terminator, that's fine, but just give it time, just give it fucking time, you know, and I, I forgot, they're they're doing another movie, and it's ridiculous that they're remaking it. What are you doing, cat? Okay, so that's pretty much it for the movies. I'm going to see The Gambler tonight. 
I'm going to see the gambler tonight. So I will let you guys know about that. Um, what else should we talk about here today? I guess I'll, you know what? We could do the sports later. Yeah, I'll do the sports later. We'll get into some unacceptables. I'll get into my unacceptable. And then I will, um, you know, go go to your guys because there was a lot. There's a lot of unacceptables for the show uh, right now. So uh, my unacceptable that happened was at Starbucks again. Now here's what it was. I'm in Target. I'm at the Starbucks. There's a built-in. I was at Target getting. My wife and I had to run into Target in um, in Westchester. We were getting um, my prescription because my pharmacy, our pharmacist is is in in the Target in Westchester. So I go there. I give the doctor's prescription. Like you got 20 minutes. So 20 minutes. You're gonna walk around. See what the fuck's going on. I always look at the DVDs, movies, and all that shit. I was with uh, my wife and kids, or my wife and daughter. My son was at school, and we're walking around, and um, I forgot what it was. My wife was looking at something, and I, I, at one point, I just said to her, I was like, do I need to be here, or can I kind of mosey it? Can I just walk? You know, her and my daughter were just, they were in the women's section. I was just standing there. They were in a zone. I'm like, I don't need to be here. So I walk over, and I go to Target. I mean, I go to the um, the Starbucks at Target, right, built in, and I get this black tea. I get this black tea thing with ice and a little lemonade, and I get the big one, and they make it a certain way. So I'm online, and I'm waiting, and it's a long line, and I finally, finally get to me, and right when I get to the thing, the workers that are working with the cashier both leave and take a break. One leaves, and the other guy goes, well, I'm inside, it's my break time, and this girl's left alone. So now she's got to take the order, and then after she takes the order, she's got to go make it while this line is growing, and it's the holidays, and two people leave her, okay? So first of all, it's unacceptable that there's not a fucking manager or somebody there going, well, wait a minute, guys, it's the fucking holiday season, and you all just can't leave one person at a Starbucks when there's a line, okay, down the fucking aisle here, okay, just because you need to take a fucking break, you lazy asshole, Right. So I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I'm thinking to myself, like, is somebody coming back? Like, there's no way they're going to leave her here. That's impossible. You can't leave her here. There's too many people. And nope, that's what they did. And then she just goes, well, they took a hell of a time to leave, huh? So she takes my order. I was like, yeah, let me get a large black tea lemonade. Okay. As big as you got, you know, and you know, whatever. I give her my order and she goes, okay. And then I'm just waiting there and she starts taking another order and I'm waiting there. Nobody's there. She walks over to me and literally starts pouring it. And she just leans over and she goes, listen, I'm not going to shake this. Is that all right? And I'm thinking to myself, like, all right, is there like a different way to make it? Like, why is she? I was like, yeah, okay. But I was like, okay, what do you mean? And she was like, um, she was like, well, no, the line's just too long. She goes, the line's just too long. You know, don't worry, it's going to taste the same. I'm going to put everything in it, but I just can't shake it. And I'm just, I, I was literally so, I, fe- I was so pissed off, but felt bad for her. But then I'm like, is it going to take you more than like five Mississippis to pour this thing into a, a shaker and shake it for a second and then just pour it into the plastic cup and give me a lid? Like, is that going to take you that much longer? So I'm like, fine. So she puts it in. And then once she puts the lid on it, she kind of just like spins it around with her hand. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Just give it to me, you know? And then I, and, and, and you know what, to her... 
in her defense, it did taste exactly the same, but it's like, to, to say to me, listen, I'm just not going to shake it, okay? I just got too much of a line here. Nobody's here helping me. I'm not shaking your drink. You know how fucking unacceptable, disrespectful, and lazy that is? Like, it's the, it's, it's the worst thing ever to do that on the holidays when people, you know, and, and I, I want to say this, too. Actually, I, I, I mentioned, I, I mentioned in my, like, I mentioned to my wife, and, and I went into a Home Depot to get something the other day, and the guy, I was getting like a water filter, you know, because, yeah, it's, it's shit that you learn when you get a home, when you own a home, but you, you got to basically put a filter in the water, like every, like, whatever, three to six months, and it softens the water, it just makes the water better. It's like when you, so you don't see spots on your dishes and your, and your fucking cups and all that. So... I go in there and this guy was so helpful and I go, excuse me, sir. He wasn't even in the department. He wasn't even near water filters. Okay. And he goes, uh, yeah, they're right down there. If you go down, just make a right. They're right there on your left. He was a hundred percent right. It was exactly where he said. Then I didn't know which one to get. So not only did he tell me which one to get, he walked over with me and told me. Then I asked for something else. He told me exactly where to go. And then he said, if you need anything else, let me know. And the guy was happy. The guy knew his job. The guy loved what he did. He took working at Home Depot and he's like, I'm going to be the best fucking Home Depot guy. I swear to God, I wanted to tip the guy because it was the holidays. You know, I wanted to just be like, dude, here's a fucking 20. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't shit because I didn't have any cash on me. But, uh, (laughs) You know, I was just, I, I'm not going to lie. I just rock the cards for the for the holidays. I just go through with the card. You know, I keep the cash for the food and for the shit that, like, you know, gas. But, you know, when you go shopping, I just rock the cards. And um, and I'll be honest with you, I probably wasn't going to throw him a 20 anyway because he's doing his fucking job. But today, people are so lazy that you feel like, wow, maybe you should do that to keep the fucking workplace better for yourself and all the other consumers out there. Um, but... You know, the guy was so good. And I was like, man, thank you so much, dude. It's nice to... And I actually said to him walking away, which is the best part. I'm actually nice to, uh, you know, see somebody actually know what they're talking about. And he's like, yeah, man, if you need anything else, let me know. It's just so cool. Okay. Now you fast forward to this fucking chick at Starbucks telling me she's not shaking my drink. The other two lazy assholes that work there walk away. All right. And, and it's just an absolute shit show. People are sitting there. They got their target carts and their kids crying and they're tired. And there's one girl working and she's so busy and fucking panicked that she's not going to shake a drink for five seconds. Absolutely unacceptable. And it just goes to show that those little like versions of places in built in other places don't give a shit. You know, you know, you ever see like, I remember growing up back, I think it's still there, there was a Walmart off of Route 9 upstate and they had a McDonald's built in the Walmart. It's like, is anything lower than taking your family to that to eat? Daddy, where are we going for dinner? Well, we're going to go to Walmart and buy some cheap shit for you guys to wear for school and then we're going to sit down and I'm going to feed you guys poison in the McDonald's. That we're, it's, it's, it's disgusting and it is a joke. So... You know, some places actually did have their, oh, I went to buy my wife a hairdryer. I'm going to keep going because this shit needs to, this is, I bought my wife a hairdryer. Uh, she wanted a hairdryer. My wife has real thick hair. I had to get like one of these high powered fucking things. So I go in and I talk to the lady and the lady was like, how's her hair? And I was like, she's got thick hair. She's got long, thick hair. She goes, okay. Um, well, this one's really good. This one will, you know, really, 
you know, do it. And it's got this extra button that gives this thing. And I was like, well, what's the difference between that one and that one? Because it was only like a $10 difference or a $12 difference. So I was just curious. I was like, I'm just curious, what's the difference? And she goes, well, the button and the button will do this. And I'm like, great. So I take the better one. I take the more expensive one. The lady's smiling. The lady just asking me questions. I, I said to my brother when we left, I go, how great was that? Like this lady gives a shit about what she's doing. It's late, late at night. It's like 830 you know, a week before Christmas when the malls are absolute zoos and she's, she was great. And then you go to the people that are like, ah, I'm, I literally had a lady say to me, ah, I'm counting the hours. I saw this one girl, I swear to God, she was literally so upset that she was at work. She was staring down angry, looking at her nails. And if I was a manager, I'd have been like, oh, get the fuck out. Go, get out. I don't need these people seeing you. Get the fuck. I don't care what you got to do. I don't care what you got to do. You know, I just, I, I, I don't understand how you can live your life going to work hating what you do. You know, I remember I delivered pizzas and I fucking loved it. I, lo- I was the shit. I'm not even kidding. I was the best. The guy goes, the guy even joked with me, my friend, he used to own it years ago. And the pizzeria is still there. Um, and uh, he goes... He goes, man, you weren't that good in the place because you were, you know, you. I was distracted. I didn't want to. I didn't want to wash like trays that had dough in them. I didn't want to do that. So I would just kind of, you know, take my time with the thing. Like I wasn't rushing through that. He goes, dude, you were the fastest delivery guy. I would get in my car, just pump up, you know, the tunes, and I would just get there quick, get out, get the money. I got good tips. I made a lot of money, and I loved it. And it was a good job. And I actually made more money at that job than other jobs delivering pizzas. Don't knock it. If you're good at it, man, and the best is when you got a busy pizzeria, so all you're doing is you're just walking in, you're taking pies off the stove, and you're getting the address, and you leave and go, and you come back, and you're getting the address. The night goes quick. You have cash in your pocket. You know, you meet cool people. You know, like, certain customers that you always go to. Awesome gig. And you know what? I liked it. That's why when fucking pizza guys come to my house, A, I always tip them good. But like the ones that are like cool and you know they're into it, I'm happy. You know, don't give me this fucking food where you're just like, yeah, here's your fucking pie, asshole. I don't want it. It's like that lady that made me that lazy ass salad. You know? She goes, honey, I am tired. I just want to get out of here. It's like, I don't want you making my food then. I don't want you making my food then. So unacceptable for the week for me is definitely hands down the Starbucks in the Target that I went to having one worker and then her telling me she's not shaking my drink because she has a line. Absolutely fucking unacceptable. Uh, I got a lot of long ones from you guys. So here we go. This is the fans. And this is, wait a minute, is this the last? Hold on. This might be the last TVE. Of 2014, I gotta see. So today is the 26th. So Wednesday is the 31st, and that's New Year's Eve. All right. So this is either. So I'm either gonna do it, but that, that's Tuesday would be quick. So I think I'm gonna probably end up doing it New Year's Day, Thursday night. New Year's Day is when the next one will be. So it'll be the first of the year. Um, unless I decide to go a little early and get this out early in the day on Wednesday or Tuesday. I don't know. So you're either going to get the podcast on the 30th or the 1st. Okay, so I just want to let you guys know that now. 
the holidays this year are just laying right into the to the to the schedule here. So here we go. We're gonna we got a bunch of uh, unacceptables to read, and uh, here we go. So this one is from. I'm gonna do the Facebook ones and the long messages first, and then I will go into uh, Twitter. All right. So the first one is from Dylan Fitzpatrick. And Dylan Fitzpatrick says, unacceptable. Show up to my girlfriend's family's Christmas party, and while introducing me to her family, she forgets people's names and introduces uh, another by the wrong name. Granted, it was extended family, but still fairly unacceptable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, if it's it, it, is it new? Is it a new girlfriend? I don't know how long you guys have been together. But the extended family, let's be honest, Dylan, you're not really going to give a fuck about them in the long run anyway. You know, extended family of those guys like, oh, yeah, that's remember my old Uncle Ralph. And he was like, yeah, and he just says a stupid joke and walks by. I mean, you don't give a fuck about Uncle Ralph. You know, you're going to fucking, you know, poke a square piece of cheddar cheese with a toothpick, laugh with him and walk away. I mean, who gives a fuck? But uh, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Thank you for the submission. Hope you had a good Christmas. Um, Here we go. This is from, all right, this is this was Tuesday, and this is from, hold on, let me get the name right. All right, here we go. Anthony Joseph Terciano. I think I got it right. Anthony Joseph Terciano, okay? And Anthony says, hey, Paul. Uh, hey, Paul, this, did I get this one? TVE is great. Keep up the good work. I've got an unacceptable for you. I have to admit, I'm the, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm the perpetrator in this tale of animalistic disgust. A few weeks back, a co-worker and her husband opened their home and had a gathering. I took it upon myself to open, in parentheses, and polish off the entire contents of a bottle of Dewar's. Needless to say, I black out and turn into a destructive, fall-down drunk guy um, uh, at, at at said gathering. Maybe you were hungover when you wrote this, but I, I think I know what you're saying. <laughs> uh, it was immature way to behave. Admitting my mistake, I've decided to stay sober till Christmas 2015. Hashtag, what a drunk animal. Hashtag who invited the fucking dickhead that can't handle his liquor. Well, here you go, Anthony. You know what? First of all, you're a big man for admitting. You're a big man for admitting that you turned into the drunk, the fall down drunk at a party. Um, I got to tell you something. I polished off a bottle of Dewar's almost to my head the whole thing. There might have been like an inch of it left the Super Bowl that the Giants uh, beat the Patriots the second year. 2011 and uh, for like three quarters I'm just sipping it I'm fine and I'm having fun by the end of the game I was puking in my sink um my wife heard me at three o'clock or four o'clock in the morning just puking um and then I woke up on the couch fully clothed absolute mess hung over for days just feeling guilty shitty and all the things that I'm sure you went through and um, you know what? It sucks, but here's the thing. Sometimes it just creeps up on you. You're having a good time. And no, not everybody who does that's an alcoholic. Listen, a lot of people are, but here's the thing. 
everybody who drinks has gotten at least once or twice in your life you've gotten to the point I mean unfortunately me is a lot more than once or twice uh, I've done a lot of things in my life that I, I wish I could take back uh, things that I'm embarrassed about things that if my children did you know I'm not gonna lie I mean some really fucked up shit that um, is is you know it's embarrassing you grow up you're like you know what am I doing but hey look it happens you put it behind you you can't go in the past you know, no matter what you do, you can't go in the past. And a lot of times it's probably not as bad as you think it was. I mean, I don't know this your situation, but uh, good for you if you're going to try to be sober for a year. And, uh, you know, I hope it works out. But uh, that's the first unacceptable ever that somebody said on themselves. So uh, Anthony Joseph Terciano, I think I'm getting it right, uh, is the first... Uh, TVE listener to say that his unacceptable is him. He's the unacceptable one. So there you go. If this is the last one of the year, that was a good. That was a that was a first. That was a first. Then we could say we got it at the end of 2014. So thank you, and uh, be careful New Year's Eve. But something tells me you're going to be a lot more precautious. Um, I love when people are like, "Fuck that! I'm not drinking for another year at least." Then like three days later that are part and like, no, nah, this don't count. I'm just having a beer and a cigarette. You know what I mean? I'm talking drink, drink. Before you know it, they're fucking naked. Um, all right. So this one is from let's see, when was this one sent? Okay. Uh is this an unacceptable? Oh no, somebody had asked me. No, this was not an unacceptable. This was somebody asking me about cigars. By the way, the other night. Don't worry, I'm going to get to the I'm getting to the um to the unacceptable. But the other night um I was at the stand performing and the owner of the stand, it was me, I was hanging out, it was me, Giannis Papas, um Alexis Guerrero and the owner of the stand, shout out to Paul Italia. And we're hanging out and Chris Italia, Paul's brother, who's my manager, he says Hey, uh, you know, you want to smoke a stick? Uh, and he says, you know, Paul's got some Cubans. So long story short, Paul comes over and he goes, Hey, man, it's Christmas, man. Let's let's have a little nice little Christmas send-off here. He comes downstairs from his apartment, comes down with these Cubans. Then we pour a little Lagavulin 16 in a scotch glass. And we went back in the courtyard outside. And it was crazy. I mean, it was so unbelievable that like I mean I can't even tell you guys the combination of a good Cuban with the scotch how unbelievable it it's you know how it's just the greatest combination and then on New Year's Eve and then the next day um my brother brought over uh Cuba Cuba 1400 which is actually it's it's it has a slightly sweet leaf on the outside, but the inside is just regular tobacco, and this thing was smooth and moist. So I smoked a couple of good sticks, but at the end of the day, the Cubans are Jordan, and uh, I recommend I recommend it. Um, so all right, so here we go. This is the uh, here's the other one, and this one is oh wow yeah I, I'm not gonna say the guy's name that's in the thing, but. This is pretty messed up. The, the this is from um, Evan Okers is the person who sent sent me this unacceptable, and then Evan sent me. Thank you for the um, thank you for the submission, Evan. He sent me 
a uh, somebody's tweet, and it says, Breaking, NYPD gets what they deserve after those two cops were killed, and then he wrote, Fucking animal, unacceptable. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, it's just, uh, it's an unfortunate thing because... You know, I don't want to get into this too much because I know it's just such a touchy thing and people have different opinions. And like I always say on the show, people let their fucking stupid political views block and, and you know, kind of alter what reality is and what, what, what you, you know, you want to see. Because a lot of people, you know, a lot of people say that this is, you know, a war against black people by the police. Um, and other people say, you know, you know, now vice versa. Now everyone's going after the police and the police are the enemy. And it's just, it's not like that. Unfortunately, you know, there are a lot of bad cops that profile and fuck with black people. They do. I mean, that's just what that, that just is what happens. It's unfortunate, but you know what? I've got friends and I've traveled and I know enough people to know that uh, some of my black friends just from being black have been harassed and gotten shit. I also know some amazing cops who would never do that, no matter what color they are. And it's just unfortunate when people bottle it all up, up into one category. You know, um, here's what's crazy and sad right now about this. And don't get me wrong, we're going to get back to the we're going to get back to the funny and all that shit, but this is uh that that is an unacceptable thing to tweet. It 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 adds fuel to it and it's but one thing that's happening now is that that I think is crazy and and really scary is that um I think everybody's on edge right now. Things are really bad and everybody's on edge right now that it's going to make people who get stopped by the cops freak out and panic and maybe not act right. And now it's going to make the cops not act right if somebody does something. You know, it's really fucked up and it's scary for everybody now because now a good cop who is just making a routine stop could pull somebody over, and if that person reaches over to grab something, he feels threatened, so he shoots somebody. That guy thinks the cop is going to kill him because he doesn't trust the cop, so he shoots the cop. And now it's going to look like this, and it needs to stop. It really, it needs to fucking stop. You know, there there needs to be, uh, you know, I know time needs to go by, people need to heal, but this shit needs to really stop because, you know, when people have weapons and they're either mentally sick or they're insanely racist and angry. When those things happen, only thing that happens is bad things. So um, I hope it goes away. It's definitely something that um, put our country on really kind of tense. It's tense right now. It's tense right now. You could tell people are looking at cops, you know, and and, and it's just bad, man. It's really bad. So, um, you know, I hope and... You know, my show reaches out to a certain amount of people. So what I could say for, for myself, and I hope, um, I, I would imagine that you guys and myself are on the same page a lot, or I don't know if you'd be listening, but um, my thing is to just really be open-minded about everything, take everything on an individual basis, and, um, you know, just hope that this shit just goes away and, and people can treat people with respect, man. You know, no matter what the fuck it is, you know. That's why a buddy of mine told me, you get pulled over by the police, the best thing to do for them to not mess with you, and this guy recently did this with me, where he came over to the car, and I guess I was going like 20 miles an hour over the limit. I believe I spoke about this, but I was going 20 miles an hour over the limit, and more than 20, you know, and I, you know, I kind of, I was just, I was going down to the city, and I just wanted to get down there, and I was, you know, I was going fast, and, uh, you know. 
I didn't think I was going as fast as he said, but whatever. But when he came over to the car, I had my hands on 10 and 2. And try to get your license and registration out and ready and keep your hands on 10 and 2. And just, how you doing, officer? Blah, blah, blah. You know, and that's it. I can't stand the cops that try to act like they're fucking, you know what I mean? Like, I had some real dickheads, but I've also had some amazing cops. I had a fucking cop, not only, I had a cop literally help me put a spare tire on. You know, he was just like holding it up, like making it just much easier for me. I had another cop come to my, um, come to me and go, hey man, listen, you know, uh, Plead not guilty for the, you know, plead not guilty to this, and I, you know, I'll, I'll help you out. Like I've had guys be really, really cool, you know, and then, but then you hear the other shit. So, um, yeah, I just, it's just really sad and sucks, and I hope nobody else loses their life over, over this shit, and the, you know, and the anger stops and all that stuff, you know. So, uh, anyway, that is an un, unacceptable uh, tweet though, Evan. So thank you. All right, here we go. New Unacceptable, and this is from Jason Brown. And Jason Brown says, I'm parked at the grocery store. I'm still inside my truck because I'm in a text conversation. A guy in a newer Hyundai Sonata pulls up to park next to me. Wait a minute. <laughs> All right. Pulls up to park next to me. He slings his door open and it dinks my truck. I stop texting and look straight at him. He sees me but continues walking. No apology, nothing. Totally unacceptable. Since he walked off, I get out. And of course, there's an itty-bitty dent. Rather than confront the guy, which, <laughs> which normally I would have, I pull a large wrench out of my tool bag and tattooed the fuck out of his door. <laughs> wow. Um, you could argue... <laughs> That was, what I did was immature, uh, but, but fuck, man, it felt fucking great. Um, you know something, Jason, I gotta be honest with you, dude, I can't really get that mad at you, I can't, because there's something really satisfying about reading that. Now, did you do the wrong thing in the grand scheme of things? Of course you did. Uh, did you do something completely illegal and a little bit irrational? Yes. Um, did it feel good and was it deserved? Absolutely. It's just one of those things where, listen, certain people need to get the shit kicked out of them. And even though it's assault when you do it, you know, they're, listen, listen, I'm not talking about like full fledged hurting somebody, you know, but let's be honest. There are certain people that, you know, if they were grabbed, you know, at a bar and smacked in the face or drilled and thrown to the ground, it would be well-deserved. And this is the same thing with this guy's truck. Unfortunately, this guy's truck played the asshole in this story, and uh, you were the guy to put it in its place. But if a guy kicks open his door and just throws it into yours and dents it and just walks away without an apology or even acknowledging it, you know what? Fuck you. You know, you got to say something. You got to, he, he had it coming. Um, but, uh, so th thank you. That's pretty fucking funny, dude. I love how you, and I love how you addressed, I love how you addressed that, uh, you were like, yeah, I know what I did was wrong, but boy, did it feel good. Um, all right. So here we go. Let's go over to, um, we're going to do some Twitter ones now. How are we doing on time? We're doing good on time. Everybody's all right with time. Um. 
I'm drinking my Fresca here, my my sparkling flavored Fresca. All right. Now, we got some... Uh... Oh, hold on. You guys won't... You guys won't feel a thing. Okay. Had to just uh, fix that. Uh, I actually did not have my phone and I wanted to do the Twitter. Whatever. Here we are. All right. So, here are the tweet unacceptables for episode 191 with me your host Paul Verzi you guys listen to episode 191 sponsored by gonzofame.com as always all right here we go this is from high dash tech at uh Lori London at Paul Verzi guys who spray cologne in the air and walk into the mist like they're at a water park or some shit unacceptable hashtag unacceptable weirdest shit ever um yeah, I think, you know what I used to do sometimes? I used to spray it down. Like, I used to, like, spray, like, towards my chest, but go down or up and then kind of let... Because the thing is, I don't know if I call this one unacceptable, but it's like, you gotta have the, you gotta have the cologne spray technique down. Because if you go straight into a thing, then it just becomes like a fucking, you know, just like a gunshot of fucking good smelling shit that just drips down in a line. You can't have that. You got to have it go everywhere. So, um, but if you saw a guy like throwing it out and then like running into it, like in public, I guess that's a little weird. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the submission. Uh, all right, here we go. This is from, um, this is from Daryl Harris at D Harris, uh, Fatog, F O F H O T O G. At Paul Verzi, when the popcorn and Coke cost more than the movie tickets, hashtag unacceptable. Yeah, tell me about it, dude. We took uh, we took our son to see uh, Big Hero Six, and I mean, with the, with all the shit we got, we might as well have been, you know, we might as well have been in like legend seats at Yankee Stadium. I mean, it was just it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, <laughs> all right, here we go. What is this one from? Uh, this is from Jim Albury at Dr. Underscore Albury, A-L-B-E-R-R-Y, at Paul Verzi, the filthy animals who touch all the fruit at the grocery store, spreading Ebola, spreading Ebola, you touch it, you buy it, hashtag unacceptable, hashtag animal. You know what's funny about that, Jim, and you're absolutely right, I recently um went into one and I saw... I saw somebody just going through the apples. They were just going through the apples and they were just touching the apples. And I'm just like, this is fucking gross, man. You know, that person could have just wiped their ass, taken a piss, whatever they're doing. Like, you know, it's just like, it really is kind of gross if you think about it. Like, you got to wash all that shit. I'm just getting like, the older I get too, the more freaked out I get about like public bathrooms. And I put the, I put paper down on any toilet that's not in my house. I put paper down. And I wipe it down first, and then I put paper down. Uh, all right, here we go. This is from Justin Pittman, at Justin T. Pittman. At Paul Verzi, trying to finish Christmas shopping yesterday, and nothing has price tags on it. Is there anything more infuriating? Hashtag unacceptable. Yeah, that's that happened to me at Macy's. I went up, and I just brought up a sweater for my wife. And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. This one doesn't have the size or the price. Can you can you go back and look? And I wanted to be like, I don't fucking work here. And then she was so happy when I did that I realized that I was doing her job for her. She didn't want to fucking walk around. That's what I mean, man. These people around the holidays, they go home going, oh, I got to fucking work tomorrow. This is going to suck. 
And I know work is not always great, but like there are people out there that would want to be there. There are people in this country right now that would fucking slit your throat if they could dress up nice and go work at Macy's and fold sweaters for fucking, you know, seven hours and get money and go home making money to their family. There are people that would kill for it. And then there's also these lazy fucking people who just want to sit home and shove food in their face and play video games and do nothing, you know? Which sounds great, but... Alright, let's see here. Um, We got... Oh, this is, I swear, people, I should, somebody got a gift. This is from uh, Tom Edwards, and this isn't unacceptable. He just said, Paul Verzi, my president, uh, my Christmas present because of the Verzi Effect podcast, probably going to watch the entire thing today, and it's the documentary The Staircase. I should get money for fucking the way I plug that thing, right? I mean, I got people interested. I got people calling me up going, thanks, asshole. I just wasted two fucking nights on this thing, and I'm getting nothing, but it is good. It is, I mean, it is definitely good. Um, the New York Knicks are fucking, I mean, I don't even have to say unacceptable. The New York Knicks are five and 26. I just, I don't even have, I'm not even reading that. I just, that just came to my mind. We'll talk about it after. Um, oh, I got to talk about my buddy, Josh Adam Meyer's show. Also, I got to talk about, um, Jason Lawhead, his uh, big show tomorrow night in Lorraine, Ohio. So we got to talk about that. Um. Okay, that I think I'm. I don't know if I missed any, but that's it. That was that's pretty much it for the unacceptables. So if I missed you, get back to me. But I'm looking here. I don't think I did. Um, yeah. So get back to me if I missed it, and you know, write it, and I will definitely let you. Uh, I mean, I'll definitely shout you out and do all that stuff for sure. But thank you very much. I'm glad that there wasn't incredibly nasty. Um, unacceptables. It seems like most people behaved this Christmas season. Uh, it just seemed like we had to deal with some lazy, lazy workers. That's fine. That's fine. But the Verzi effect, one by one, we're going to shape these people up, make this fucking place better to live in uh, while we're here. So thank you guys. And um, now I want to move on to sports. But uh, first, let me talk about, I want to talk about these two comedians, two friends of mine. And I don't know if you guys heard about this thing, but I wanted to plug this for him. Uh, great dude. Uh, when I was in the city uh, the night before um, Christmas Eve, I ran into my buddy ja- uh, Josh Adam Myers. Josh is kind of yeah my, my age, right around my age, uh, and he is originally from I think he's he's from like the Maryland, Baltimore or Maryland area. And he's been in California for years now doing stand-up. Really funny. We did Montreal the same year. He did New Faces when I was out there doing the other show, the relationship show and everything. But we we were out there the first time uh, together. And uh, really good dude. I hit it off with him one night. We did the Comedy Juice show at Gotham Comedy Club. And I met him. I watched his set. He watched mine. I thought he was insanely funny. I referred him over to The Stand. The Stand loved him. And now when he comes to New York, I love running into this guy. So what happened with Josh was Josh uh, was in a band. And he's just a guy who loves music. He loves rock and roll too. Really funny stand-up and all that. So he decides to come out with this show. And the show is called The Goddamn Comedy Jam. And they've done a bunch of them now. They they sell outs. There's write-ups about the show. 
industry and agents are coming to the show, like networks, television networks coming to the show, and the show is going to blow up. And here's what the show is. The goddamn Comedy Jam is a lineup of like four comedians and Josh hosts. And the comedian goes on stage and does like eight minutes of stand-up and then tells a story about one of their favorite songs and why it's their favorite song and then has to sing the song in its entirety and there is a full band behind you who will know the song. So like you prep for like a week. All right, now I'm petrified of this shit and he wants me to do it. He was making tweets out about the next comedians that he wants to do it when they come out and so many great comedians have done this. You know, like just great, great comedians out in Los Angeles have, you know, have done it. Todd Glass just did it. Um, Bill Burr has done it twice. Uh, Rory Scoville has done it. Um, you know, some other guys that were in music. I heard DeRosa uh, killed it with a Huey Lewis song. Um, who else? Just um, just a bunch of people. Brody Stevens did it. Uh just, just so many different guys that I, I can't even... The Fortune Famster did it. I, I believe she did it. Um, who else? Uh, John Doerr did it. And anyway, so these, so he just puts together these lineups of these comedians doing stand-up. And, then, and it's not like karaoke. You don't see the words. You have to fucking know the song. The music is going to be played for you. And it turns into like a rock venue. Like it's like a, it's like a cover concert after the comedians do it. So... Um, I'm like, listen, man, when I'm out there, we'll see. And he's like, fuck, Verz, you're fucking doing it. So I got to get, you know, the next couple of months, I got to get my song ready and I'm just going to bust out something. I'm going to bust out something. Um, and, uh, you know, so I I think that that's going to be hilarious. And I heard it's just an absolute blast. And I heard that the place goes nuts and, uh, it seats like 300 or, you know, like 260 people. It's every one of them has been sold out. And that's like a really big hot buzz show in Los Angeles right now. So um, that's going to be hilarious. But if you are out in that area, check it out. And, um, you know, that's Josh's baby and it's crushing it right now. So I wish all the best to him. Also, my buddy uh, Jason Lawhead, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night in um, Lorraine, Ohio, Jason will be doing his... um, his show at the Palace Theater in Lorain, Ohio, where he grew up, where he's from. And uh, if you guys go out there, support him, come out there. It's, it's going to be a great show. I know his parents and family. Jason's a great friend of mine. We, uh, I think we're going to be doing another tour, date, you know, tour dates this year, not just with All In, but I believe we're going to be going on a South tour uh, with Burr and doing a bunch of stuff. So Jason's a great guy, funny, funny guy. And um, go and support him the Palace Theater tomorrow night, December 27th. Uh, check him out, uh, and, uh, yeah, so, that's, uh, that's it with that, now, real quick with sports, the New York Knicks are 5-26, and and I've come to the point where I'm like, you know what, I think that they're just exposing the guys that play defense, I really feel this is happening, and I'm not kidding, I think that Phil Jackson is telling the coach, you know what, Let's just see how they play. Let's just say get better. We knew this year was a wash anyway. We knew we weren't going to win a championship this year. We are going to expose who needs to get the fuck out of here. We're going to see if the players that want to stay can learn and pick up the triangle offense. 
Um, yeah, we do want to win a couple things just to save face and not have the place boo us out. So let's be good enough for that, which they haven't been. But let's be good enough for that. We're going to get a crazy first-round draft pick because this monstrous draft is coming out. There's going to be a lot of great players coming out of this draft. So the Knicks will get one of these guys coming out. And and then that's what and I think that's what's going on because there is no way you can tell me that fucking professional basketball players play defense like this. I've, I've never seen in my life a team just run down and score with nobody under the basket. I've never seen it. It looks like a fucking pickup game. It looks it's ridiculous. It looks like a bunch of fucking fifty year old dads out there just fucking jogging up and down, playing around. It's a joke. So I am convinced that Phil Jackson's like, no, this is going to be our way that we could justify getting rid of people. It's a way that we could stick around for a while and build this thing. I really think they're tanking. I think they're tanking. I think they're not purposely tanking as far as like we want to lose. Like I don't think they're throwing the ball out of bounds to lose. I just think that they're they're just exposing how bad they are and they're just going to go out there and if they win a couple, great, but we suck and that's what they're doing because I can't get mad anymore and it's just it's just a fucking travesty. Um, my Super Bowl picks obviously bad now. I didn't know. I don't know though. Do I get a pass since the 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 Eagles quarterback got hurt and it went to Sanchez? Do I get a pass? I don't know. The last two years, I've had three out of the last four Super Bowl teams in. This year, I still have the Colts in there. The Eagles are out, but the Eagles started out like nine and three, and then they lost their quarterback, and then it's been Sanchez or whatever. So I don't know if I get a pass for that. We'll see. But I think the Packers are looking great, and I think that, um, you know, I think the AFC, I mean, listen, if you got to go through New England, that's going to be tough. But I'm looking forward to the, the playoffs. I'm looking forward to the college playoffs and all that, um, but I'm not getting crazy about the Knicks anymore. That's the good thing. I'm not going to get crazy. I'm just going to laugh and hope they really do just lose, just, just so there's an absolute cleansing. Iman Shumpert, Tim Hardaway Jr., and I wouldn't mind Amari coming off the, I mean, Mello and Mello. And then, you know, and then use, you know, whatever. But I, I say if you get rid of Mello, fine. I'll tell you what, I would take Shumpert and Tim Hardaway Jr. And just fucking trade, get whatever you can, trade fucking, get rid of Amari and Mello and just build it up like that. Get a crazy draft pick and hopefully, do, you know, do something nuts. Or make a move to get Kevin Durant in 2016 and get some good draft picks or something like that. I mean, this is just a joke. Uh, so that's it for sports. Like I said, I did not see a movie, guys. Uh, I just, you know, I know this one's late. I want to get this one out there for you guys to enjoy. And, um, and I'm either coming back on Tuesday or the first. So it's either going to be, uh, a day earlier or, or one day late. <clears throat> so that is it. Let me do some plugs here, guys. Uh, all my new dates. I got a bunch of January dates. The All In Tour is back. And um, like I said, Lawhead's going to be on some on the West Coast, but we're also changing it up a little bit. There's going to be other people coming in and out, uh, obviously approved by Bill Burr. And, um, you know, just our, our friends, our, our, our click and crew of guys that we are all friends with and, and cool. So uh, me and Bartnick are going to be, um, I could tell you guys some dates right now you guys could check. But um, the uh, it's going to be... Let's see, 2015, yeah, the um, 15th, 16th, and 17th in Hartford, Connecticut, and the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th uh, in um, Syracuse, New York, both at the Funny Bones. So you can check those out, all my dates, New York City, 
and um, New York City, the stand, stand up New York, Gotham Comedy Club, all those will be on my website, paulverzi.com. Follow me on Twitter at paulverzi, V I R Z I. Keep the comments coming. Thank you guys so much. Go to All Things Comedy, support them. Jason Lawhead show tomorrow at the Palace Theater. Uh, until next uh, week, I am out of here, guys. Continue enjoying your holidays, and I will talk to you guys soon. If I do talk to you on New Year's Day, have a safe uh, New Year's Eve. It's been a great year. You guys are the best. We're going to keep building this thing. Thank you.